Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hello and welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple. This is the podcast where we take the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I'm your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, joined by the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Dan. One word answer, Kruger. Yes. Affirmative. (laughs) (laughs) One word answers. We're going to make this an efficient episode. We got a ton of content to get through. We should try an episode. Already deviating. We should try an episode one of these days (laughs) where I say a word, then you say a word, and we just keep building for oh, 20 minutes weird. straight. That is going to get We'll see where it takes us. It. There's a game, right? Like that kids play. Something like that. You just, it's, yeah, you got to follow it. Uh, I don't know what that is. We should do that. I want to play that game. It'd be entertaining. Right now. Okay. Okay. Value. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Can we do it for 15? I just want to try. So I have to associate. My I got to, no, I got to, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out a word okay. and then you add a word to it and we'll, we'll oh, create, we just, we'll create a sentence. Okay. okay. Ready? The man went to. Fiji. With the dog who was peeing on (laughs) Dan. We did it. (laughs) Wow. That did not end the way I wanted it to. I got peed on. Uh, God, we have fun here. Okay, guys, let's talk about real estate. Uh, (laughs) Um. Today, we're going to actually, we're not really even talking about real estate today. Today's lesson or today's podcast is going to be um, uh, a retrospective, a look back on the year that was 2021. Um, at the end of the year, I texted a bunch of friends, uh, investors, business people, who, people that I just generally look up to. Um, and I was like, hey, what's the number one lesson that you learned in 2021? And I got a bunch of really good answers, some really bad ones, but um, we're not going to read those ones. Um, and that's what we're going to unpack it. today because I think there's, there's, there's value in learning from the collective. And so hopefully we can bring our collective to you guys and you can learn a little bit from, from us, from our network, not from us. Do you remember what my response was to that? Yeah, it was so bad. I deleted it instantaneously in Lee. Yeah. That's that, like goal. that word. It was bad. I mean, I bring bad advice. I bring speaking bad of bad. Lessons. I just, I like bad things. I'm feeling a segue here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys, you guys at home, you, can, you feel that tingling sensation? That mm-hmm. is a- the, Bad information coming. That's the train. That's hot. the bad info train. Oof. It's coming in. Toot toot. Dan is the conductor. Toot beep beep. He's wearing his little little overalls with stripes. He's covered in coal. Oh. And he's he's Please ready. go to YouTube so you know <laughs> this is not really what's happening. I'm wearing a hoodie with a white t shirt. Looking very crisp. Very clean. My overalls are in the car. Fine. Ruin the metaphor and the the imagery. Give us your bad advice, would you? All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Inflation. Whoa. Yes, we've all heard about it. It's, it's bad. It's Big, bad. It's going words. up. It's going up, 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 up. It's hot. What does that mean? Your money's losing money. Your money's losing value uh, very rapidly. 
you hear us talk about this all the time. I hate cash. It's like ice cream on a hot day. Can't get rid of it quick enough, right? You got to be invested. Inflation wait, wait, wait. ice cream on a hot day sounds awesome. No, it's melting. Oh, it's melting. Okay. okay. Want, I just it, wanted to be clear. It's uh, disappearing into nothingness. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening to your cash because of It's getting inflation. all over my fingers. They're sticky now. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to invest in something that's going to respond well uh, to inflation, meaning it's going to go up in value as inflation increases because cash is losing purchasing power. That's my bad advice. That wasn't even advice. You just started hating on inflation and ice cream. Yeah, you invested. in That was nothing. That- Give me it, make it bad. I might have missed it. Invest oh, in assets. I missed that part. That respond well to inflation. I, I'll be honest. I you really just kind of like I blacked out and just started hearing that. white noise when yeah. you said ice you cream on a hot day being bad. And I was like, I was just <laughs> I was fixated on ice cream. Okay, so invest in assets that are inflationary hedges. Yeah. Okay. So stop listening to this podcast, uh, which is all about multifamily real estate investing and historically a fantastic inflationary hedge. Um, because Dan wants you to go invest in ice cream. Could be. Why, why are we not investing in inflationary hedged assets? Well, the reason that's bad advice is because sometimes, uh, you don't know what to invest in. And that advice implies that you need to be in, you need to have your money allocated somewhere. Gotta get it. And there's so many people that don't know what the heck they should be doing. It's a very confusing time. Things are changing. Um, and so that advice is bad because it encourages people to just jump into things before they really fully understand, uh, what they're investing in, or they really even understand the paradigm they're in with mm. inflation and how to, how to navigate that. We got um, a saying around these parts. It's uh no deal is better than a bad deal. Exactly. That's where I was going with it. Because yep. sometimes the best thing to do is nothing. And this came up over and over again. Sit on I recommended hands. a book last week called uh, uh, Richer, Wiser, Happier um, by William Green. And it's, it's a great book. And it's a book about Are all you past these. chapter two yet? Uh, yeah, actually. You I finished it. Dang. Okay. It, 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 the well, whole it thing good. is good. Stayed good. Stayed good. Nice. Okay. Well, each chapter is kind of an interview through, with some sort of financial guru. Right. This guy was a... Um, um, a, uh, a journalist, a financial journalist for 25 plus years. And so he's talked to all the greats out there. And one of the biggest reoccurring themes across all these people was sometimes you just don't do anything. You just sit and you wait. And that's investing is sitting, waiting, doing nothing, not actively putting money into things, but just watching, waiting. Oh, I haven't read this book, but is it kind of like mistakes millionaires make? No. Um, no, How because it doesn't Wizards focus of Wall on Street? mistakes. Uh, how about Allison? I'm just throwing out books at this the point. The Wizards one, I think you got the close. name wrong. The, the That's name not Wizards? Um, Hedge Fund Wizards, Wall Street Wizards. Uh, there's a bunch of Wizards. No, there's a books. bunch of Wizards stuff, but is it similar to that concept? Yes, okay. it's the exact same thing. It's just each chapter is effectively an interview. Okay. And it's I love that. Format. Those other books are really good too, by the way. They are. The Wizard books, whatever they're times. called, and the mistakes that millionaires market make. Market Wizards is what they're called because you've got Hedge Fund. Yeah, the original one was the Market Wizards. Then it was like New Market Wizards because he wrote the same book like 10 years later. And then you it was got to get that cash grab you know, every decade. Unknown Market Wizards. And then it's, it's, the guy basically was just writing a book in a podcast format before podcasts existed. That's effectively what they are. Mm-hmm. Amazing books. Couldn't recommend them enough. Very good. Very good. Especially if you're into like the public markets and not real estate, but like stock stuff. That I'm not. Market wizards. No, don't care. Oof. Mm. Dan, you just got a little flush. I got a little excited. Books are really okay. good. Okay. All right. Let's segue back to real estate and away from the stocks and away from whatever it was that we we're talking about before with ice cream. Inflation. I don't want to talk about inflation anymore. And I just can't make it a day anymore without talking about inflation um, because it's important and terrible and all that stuff. But let's talk about something more exciting. 
2021. <laughs> 2021 was a better thing? year than 2020, but uh, was it? Was it by much? It's hard yeah. to say. <laughs> so it's different. So let's let's reflect on some of the lessons learned in 2021. This one comes from my buddy Mac Mac Benson, Mac Chuck Benson, who I know actually listens to this podcast. So if you're listening to this, Mac, it's for you, buddy. He says, "Always trust the government to have your best interest in their heart." That one's obviously tongue in cheek, and I okay, think, I I, and say, I think I it has something to. I'm trying to agree with this, my guess is it has a lot to do with the COVID stuff, um, but I think there is something here, um, which is I do not think that generally the government does have your best interest at heart. I really don't. I think they're they're trying, but there's always like this divorce between intention and result. And I think if we learned anything in 2021 from the rent control policy that went into effect in St. Paul, and that's not the government's fault per se, that's other people. But what are your thoughts? Pro-government, anti-government? Neither. Should we riot in the streets? No. Or should we just go lay in the sheets? Yes. Uh, Here's my thought is we've talked about this concept a lot on this podcast and it's always, it always comes down to, you follow the money and you follow um, the, um, the motive, the incentives. Like, what is this person getting out of X, Y, and Z? So in the case of the government, right, what are they trying to get in most instances reelected, right? That's kind of the bottom line for them is they're going to do what's in their best interest. They want to get reelected. They want to have a good career and they want to make their own money. And it's not really starting with what's the best thing for Joe the plumber over here. It's what can I do for my political career and how can I make that work in a way that looks like it's in everyone else's best interest? Mm. I think that's kind of a lot of the logic you get with government is it attracts people that, that are uh, seeking power, right? And those types of people are going to behave in a fairly selfish way for the most part. Well, it ties into, we always talk about Naval Ravikant and our, one of our favorite phrases from him is play long-term games with long-term people. The problem with government is generally they're incentivized to play short-term games. Yeah, and think it on a four-year time horizon. Exactly. So I think that's great. Thanks, Mac, uh, for phoning in. We will uh, um, send you a, a thank you mug. Uh, we, do we have a mug? M- Mac, only if you're listening to this and text me afterwards and be like, "Where's my mug? Are you going to get your mug?" Just so you know, we got to get a mug. Um, all right. So next up is this is actually a really good one. This so. I started coaching in 2021 for Jake and Gino because I just want, I think to, to, to level up and get really good at something like you have to first learn it, then you have to do it, then you have to teach it. I think teaching is like the grand escalation of your skills because by teaching you learn like all the ways that you really suck at something. So I started coaching. It's been a lot of fun. One of the guys that I coach, his name's Wyatt and he's a super badass, like young guy who's just crushing it. And his advice is in order to be a great leader, you have to lead yourself. It's like, wow. That's actually really good. He, I don't, he's like in his mid twenties, like really insightful, really good. In order to be a great leader, you have to lead yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Like I was thinking about the book Peter Drucker wrote, which is called managing oneself where you, before you can lead a group of people, before you can lead a company or anything, like you have to first be able to motivate and hold yourself accountable, discipline yourself and like get the work done. Like, and that's, that we talk about entrepreneurship a lot and how it's great, but honestly, it's really hard. Like if you can't, if you can't hold yourself accountable and manage yourself, like good luck. 
Yeah, I think there, there's there's a, a minority of people who are are good at that by default and don't need to like work on it actively. It's very rare that someone's going to be very, very self-aware and very self-motivated. So I think it's actually really, I had to kind of think about it for a little bit. Um, but I think it makes a lot of sense because like that's not a common attribute. And there's so many people, uh, I think especially over the last few years, it's been a mass movement towards kind of the entrepreneurial thing that, that 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 word is like on a pedestal these days. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. You're a business owner. And then, I'm, a, so everyone, I'm, a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. This is in my bio. So like, I'm that guy. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> it probably says visionary too. I'm a visionary. Ugh. So here's the deal. I think a lot of people are attracted to the idea of being an entrepreneur because of how it's like portrayed in society right now. But it's really actually like a ton of work. It's really hard, and usually it's not very rewarding for a very long time. And so I think it, there's a lot of people getting attracted to being business owners and entrepreneurs, but they're not, they don't have the the goods to really do it. Right. At I least not no lead. Maybe they can, you know, be a I'm consultant goodless. and just do their own thing. But if you want to have a team of people, you've got to, got to, there's a lot. There's a lot. It's hard. It's hard work guys. It is worth it. If it, it is worth it, but it's hard. All right. This next one comes from my boy, Jeff. Uh, Jeff is a badass. He is Jeff. president. I, I'm not going to say his last name. Um, uh, out of out of respect of his privacy, up, up. He's a badass CEO. Oh, yeah, the other Jeff is a badass CEO. They're both badass CEOs. All the Jeffs we know. Um, he's also an investor in many of our deals, just like the other Jeff. So, um, but this one is there was a lot here, and um, but I'm just going to distill it down to one sentence, which I thought is really good. It is communication is a message sent and a message received. And so often, like we were talking about this before the show, that so often the mistake with communication is that we send the message and we think, therefore, communication has, has happened. But unless it's received, it's like, doesn't matter. Just talking at a wall. Yeah, no, I think it's a really interesting concept because it's one thing to to say a thing when you have the context of what's in your mind and like you know what you mean. But the person on the receiving end, they have no idea what's in your brain. They They don't have that context. So it's very likely that the things you're saying are being received differently than they were intended. So this is something that comes up in every aspect of life, relationships, business, everything. So, and we talk about all the time, communication is like really important. If you can nail that down, you're, you're going to be good in life. Um, and so that's an important thing to remember. I think a lot of us, especially in like uh, the digital age, when you're sending texts and emails and stuff, like you don't really get that confirmation of like, was, did this land? Did they How understand did it, land? it yeah. the way I wanted it to be? understood so assume not yeah exactly and yeah it's a very good little um and, and a good rule of thumb when it comes to like communication or misreading miscommunications uh, and other people is always assume ignorance not malice mm. this came out the other day because um, a broker was um, shirking this guy around and i was like just assume the guy the guy's an idiot not evil and it's the same like when you're in when you're in traffic and the guy cuts you off just assume he's an idiot not an asshole Right. It's going to serve you way better in life than just assuming everybody's out to get you or they, they are doing it to be a jerk is largely people. They get busy. Things happen. They get distracted. Like we all have our moments of stupidity. So just cut them some slack and assume stupidity mm-hmm. and because you can forgive stupidity. Yeah. Right. Okay. The last one that we will wrap up on is from my boy Demetrius who says, be selfish in the pursuit of the best me and it will trickle down to others to give an example of possibilities. This is, I think um, a really powerful concept that I talk, I've talked about a lot, which is like the, you can only, you should, you should pour out from a full cup. Like when your cup is overflowing and full, 
then you can fill up everybody else's cup, but you can't pour out from an empty cup. So first your priority needs to be taking care of yourself and making sure that your cup is full so that you can do that. Can you read that one more time for me? I already turned off my phone, but it was effectively be very selfish in the pursuit of your best self so that you then shine as an example of possibilities to the people in the world around you. And you have the, the abilities to go out and make a maximum impact. Yeah. I think you worded it better. Much more concise. No, I think that's great. I think it's, um, I mean, that, that should, should be kind of the foundation of things for people is really just self-improvement every day. Like if you can do that, you're probably going to be good with whatever your end state is, whatever your goal is. If you could just focus on improving yourself every day by a little bit, it's going to be, it's going to work out for you and it's going to, produce value for everybody around you. I think because of, like you said, set an example for other people, you give people some inspiration, it all kind of works out. Um, so I'm a big fan of self-improvement, honestly. So I like that one the best. You do. I do. All right. Well, uh, Demetrius, you win the big award and I know you do listen to our podcast because you used to be the one that edits our podcast. So if you text us, you'll get you a mug. Um, actually I'll tell you what, anybody listening to this episode that wants a mug, reach out. Shoot me an email, anthony at invictusmultifamily.com. I will send you a mug. Hmm. Yeah. You can drink out of it. You can put pens in it. It's Never great. Too many you can mugs. use it as a paperweight. It's got a lot of functionality. Um, it's got a lion it. head on the side of it, so it looks ferocious. Nobody's going to steal it from you. And that's all I got. Let's talk about the book recommendation of this week. I was struggling to remember the name of the book that I'm reading, and I'm actually rereading it because it's really good. Um, it's by a guy... I, his last name's Masterson. I don't remember the first name, but he's a serial entrepreneur who's built many, many businesses that were like 20, 30, 50, 100, 150 million dollars in annualized revenues. So he's got a lot of experience. And um, generally, when it comes to building business, I like to look at people who've done the thing that I'm trying to do and say what worked for them, what didn't work for them. And he wrote a book that's Ready, Fire, Aim. And it's all about the different, like, obstacles and hurdles that you're going to encounter at different stages of your entrepreneurial growth. So first he lays out stage one, which is like zero to 1 million in revenue, then stage two, one to 10 million, then 10 to 50, and then 50 and above. And I think the the problems that you're likely to hit at each one of those phases is different. And I will say this from personal experience. Um, what he identified as the issues from zero to 1 million were the same issues we experienced in all the businesses that I've grown from zero to one. And then from one to 10, they're all the same issues. And I have not gone from 10 to 50. So I cannot say if he will be accurate there, but so far he has correctly identified where I'm at in those two stages. So it's a good book. Ready, fire in. Add it to the list. I think you brought that up once a long time ago too. Mm -hmm. sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I've talked about it before. It's good. Sounds apropos. Apropos. Yeah. So hopefully this brought you guys a little bit of value, not too much value because we don't want you to go home all drunken and, yeah, and silly too with too much value. value. Um, we want just the right amount, the Goldilocks zone. Um, if nothing else, I want to leave you just a little bit hungry for more value. So you come back to the next episode ready and raring. Um, I'll tell you what, if you want a full buffet of value on the next episode, do us a favor. Just uh, I'll make you a little offer, a little quid pro quo. You go in over to iTunes, you leave a review. And in that review, you say, Anthony, I expect a buffet. I'll know what it means. And then we're going to shower you in the next episode with value. But if you, if nobody goes over and leaves a review with those words, Anthony, I'm, I'm ready for the buffet or whatever I said, um, then you're, you guys are um, just going to get your measly morsels of value. So 
You have nobody to blame but yourself. If you want, if you want more, go leave a review. Is that fair? Sounds fair to me. Okay. Well, you guys got your homework. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.